This podcast is a member of the Red 5 Network. For more Red 5 Network podcasts and content creators, visit bio.link slash red5. For an entire generation, people have experienced Star Wars, the only way it's been possible, on the TV screen. But if you've only seen it this way, you haven't seen it at all. This is where the fun begins. Chewing. We're home. Hello there. We would be honored if you would join us. Welcome to the Blue Milk Cafe. Grab an empty stool at the counter, order a cup of Jawa juice and a nice slice of Yogan fruit pie, and get ready because we're about to talk all things Star Wars. Good morning, my sister, and welcome back into the cafe. This is episode 143. I'm your host, Jeff. And I'm his co-host, Earl Farm Boy, R.B. And this weekend we're talking about Chapter 4 of Ahsoka, Fallen Jedi. And this one, yes, this one, like, more than any of the other ones, the cliffhanger they left us on, Really, I was just like, no, do not end it there. But of course they did. Why? Because they like to make us excited and wait, which is what Star Wars is all about. Anticipation, looking forward to what's see what's next. Um, and you know, this one, we we get we got everything. We got lightsaber battles, um, even a little blaster action going on from Sabine, which I really enjoyed finally seeing her in her Mando. Um, armor, because I'm, I I am a fan of uh, Mandalorians, so that was awesome to see. And yeah, what did you think of this one, RFB? Knowing a little bit of the the couple things that I knew going into it, there was a good good a good amount of it that I did not know. But yeah, um, we were just speaking before you hit the record button that. Folks know that I follow spoilery stuff, but I'm able to turn that part of my memory off whenever I go into a new story. So the the wonder of something new being told to me is not lost on me, not in the least. But, yeah, coming into this was just, I say it all the time, every next new Star Wars tells us something new and different we ain't seen before. And this just painted that out in the broadest brushstrokes. Just, wow. Right. Yeah. And, yeah. Of course, they, we, we start off, the, the ship is still down in the middle of the forest, still mm-hmm. trying to get it to work, still trying to it so they can communicate with Home One and Hera. And so it goes outside, and 
I've come away for eight weeks, but I think she's sensing something. She knows something's coming. Um, but yeah, so it comes out, gives her the update on the ship, and Ahsoka alludes to, you know, destroying the key. And not even going after Ezra. And that, of course, doesn't sit well with Sabine. Um, but she says she, she will, you know, you, you can count on me. So, mm-hmm. And of course, that's a big foreshadow of what's coming. Um, so they go back in the ship and that's when I think we cut to Bale and Morgan at the, I guess I'm going to call it an array at the key. They referred to it as the Henge. The Henge, okay. And they're loading up the hyperspace coordinates. And Balin reminds her, these are off just slightly. We are going to be toast. You know. In certain yeah, words. They'll be lost between galaxies in the void yep. of nothing. And, you know, of course, Morgan tells me. Don't worry about it. You know, you're, you worry too much, or don't worry about it. And then he yeah, says, she says or, she should have faith. And what is Balin's response no, no, no. to that? I lost that a long time. Mm-hmm. Which was cool to hear. But, um, yeah. And then he sends, uh, Shin and Moda, Mora. Morak. Out to meet them or get them. And of course, before they get there, the, um, his, his guards come in, the droids and stuff, and they take, they do quick work of them. That's the blaster battle I was talking about that at least Sabine was using her blaster. She didn't use her lightsaber on the droids at all. And then they run off towards towards it the hands to stop stop them get the key and of course Shin and Morak is there waiting for and yeah Shin Shin does not like Sabine at all he focused in on her right away like Ahsoka wasn't even there so they, they have their lightsaber fight which started out, though, I think Sabine only used her blasters when they started fighting, right? Mm-hmm. And they, they go off and, you know, do their little battle. But they are nearby because you can see that. You can see Ahsoka in the background with, with her battle. And, yeah. And yeah, it wasn't it wasn't until Shin had force-thrown Sabine into a tree... And knocked your helmet off. It was right about then, yeah, that she holstered blasters and decided it's time to pull the sword. Yeah. Hey, why don't you take a little bit from there and continue us in? Well, right before that, right before that fight between. Uh, Ahsoka and Morak and Shin and Sabine, 
we get to see the Republic fleet. Oh, that's right. Yeah. yeah we go yeah, aboard. Yeah. We go aboard home one, and there's Kara. It's one of the hangers. I yeah, gotta see the joke. She's, she's taking a stroll up, and Jason's right there with her. Yep. And um, I'm blanking on his name. It's the lieutenant. Oh yeah. He says, "Yeah, there's the there's a staff meeting coming that you're going to need to take part of." And she goes, "Well, I'm leaving." And yep. he's like, "Well, you kind of can't do that." And he, she's one of general. I can do what I want. He's like, well, how am I going to explain this? <laughs> she says, you'll think of something and leaves him to his own. All right, think of something. Think of something. Think of something. Yep. So Aaron and Jason go get aboard the ghost. And folks have been clamoring for it for the longest time, wanting to see it. Well, we got it. Yep. Comes out of the hangar of the home one. And a side note to this, that it happened right in our galaxy at the right time because the Hasbro Pulse ghost had just finished its run on was it Wednesday? Yeah. Wednesday evening. Just before midnight. It was sitting at the beginning of the week with it had just unlocked the second tier which was um, Canaan. Carded, carded figure of Canaan with some accessories. Yeah, that last, that last couple, few hours, 24 hours was a big push that they ended up, when they wrapped it up, it was sitting at over 21,000 back. So all tiers unlocked. So they're going to be come next December is when it's going to start hitting people's doorsteps. It's going to be a lot of folks and we've got a lot of podcast friends that dove into that and picked them up picked themselves up one so good on them for it but back to the story yeah we get to see Hera and five X-Wings come back in her backing up the ghost and we see that Captain Carson Tevis being a rebel once a rebel always a rebel and four other pilots one of which was we finally get to see his face in Star Wars story was the pilot with the, the human pilot with the green helmet. That was Brandon Wayne, who for the most part does the physical, not so much the, the big stunts for Din Djarin in The Mandalorian. Because the big oh. stuff, the big, big fight stuff is Latif Crowder. But no, we finally yeah. get to see. Brendan, we, we, Brendan got to be an X-Wing pilot. Yeah, the man so, behind the arm. Yep, they go make their jump off towards Sea Toast. To, uh, the New Republic's not going to back her, and she's taking matters into her own hands. She's got to go back her friends. And she's got a little bit of help doing it. Then, we, yeah, we get back to the fight, and... Shin is just ruthless. But Sabine does her dead level best to, to hold it up. And Shin very sneakily after she sees that Ahsoka's taken Morak on. And a lot of other friends have taken note to this. That when she went into that fight, she only used her longer bladed lightsaber. Right. Just not, not the, right 
yeah, and it was, uh, a lot of friends are equating this to being kind of like the fight between Obi-Wan and Maul on Tatooine. That uh, there's very few strikes before it's done and over. Maul right. thinks he's going to be some kind of badass and he gets to, gets to, get them double blades just spinning and Ahsoka in the the quickest just one side step sweep with her saber backhanded which would be the blade pointing up the back of going parallel to her forearm yeah she just sidestep and slices clean through his chest yeah which puts him straight to his knees and then we learn that Warlock wasn't really important at all. But what was something really neat, and we're going to get more of this coming up in the back half, that he was, I guess you would say, he was brought back with Night Sister Magic. Morgan used Night Sister Magic to reanimate a long dead inquisitor. Yeah, because we saw she did the same thing with um actually she brought uh Savage. Didn't she reanimate Savage? That was Mother Towson. That wasn't Morgan. Okay. So, so well, I was saying that was Morgan. I was saying no. it was, uh witch magic that brought him back. Yeah, same concept. Right. Same, same exact concept. Yep, yep. So then after, after Shin sees Morlock fall, she takes a little bit of the cowardly way out and uses a smoke charge and tosses it at Sabine. I did like after, I did like after. I'm sorry. I was going to say before that, we got the, uh, clip from the trailer that we finally got to see play out where uh, Sabine throws her hand up mm-hmm. and, push push. and I I kind of laugh I'm like I'm surprised she did it but she didn't flinch and yeah, she threw her head off side like she was preparing to get thrown and right. it didn't and happen I, and she turned back and she goes you have no power but then she like lowered her wrist and gave her the little, uh, oh shoot, it's been so long since, <laughs> uh, there's little flares that Mando had, that Mando's having their wrists there. She fired a couple of those at her, and yeah, you're right, when she saw, then she gets distracted, and they get distracted when, uh, Sabine, or not Sabine, a focus fight ended that, that's when she did the smoke bomb and ran off. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm sorry. That that little part it, this made me think right there when when Sapine was thrown down and threw her hand up. I think she was really trying what what she was uh discussing with Ahsoka in the in part three about the situation being urgent that maybe the force might help move her along. And when she did that, I think that was, she's, she's thinking, well, I'm going to try this and see 
if that might be the case, the force might be able to help me because this is an urgent situation and it didn't happen. Right. Just like Ahsoka told her, that's that ain't how this works. Right. But, and it's like me the one that she thought quick. Because at first I thought that was her whole plan was here. I know nothing's going to happen, but she doesn't. Or whatever. You know, she was going to use her rocket all the time, but darts. I think that's what they called them in, when Grogu was training in season three. They call them darts because I think Bo said he doesn't know how to fire a dart or something like that. But anyway, back to the story. All right, so Ahsoka so Sabine take off through the forest. They're heads to the henge. <coughs> well, no, Ahsoka goes on her own because Sabine's not quite done with Shin just yet. And right there, they kind of, they didn't outright promise Hu Yang that they were going to stay together, right. but they split up. Right. Well, I think Sabine told her to go go on. She goes, go get the key or something like that. Yeah, she said, I got this. Yeah. And the fact that Shin ran away, yeah, Sabine did. I, I put that win on her side. Right. So Ahsoka makes it to the hens first. And the coordinates are still being uploaded to the Eye of Sion. And Balin's sitting there. And he knows she's coming. And when yep. she gets there, have this short little discussion where Balin says that Anakin always spoke very highly of her and starts to question her. You, know, you abandoned him. It's abandoned the Jedi Order. And he's, he doesn't have any idea how that all went down. That was, Ahsoka did make the right choice. Exactly. And then she kind of reminds him, well, I ain't here to talk about my past. And then there's a short little discussion about Ahsoka thinks that he wants to start a war, and that's not what Balin wants at all. But he does say, yeah, I don't want a war. But when Thrawn comes back, he'll make war. Right. And then again, I think, just my opinion, that Ahsoka makes a mistake. She draws her weapon first. Very un-Jedi-like. And I know she ain't referred to herself as a Jedi, but kind of wonder how it would have turned up if Balin was the first one to draw because he's not a dark, he's not a Sith in any way. I wouldn't even go so far. To me, I've heard other friends refer to him as a dark Jedi. I just still do not know that that is a canon thing. But he's definitely clearly not a Jedi. So they get into it, and again. Ahsoka, one blade, not the two, 
And I can see why she would make this choice because I said Shin was ruthless. Balin is just brutal. I mean, he's huge. He towers yeah. over her. And you watch the fight. Ahsoka does a fair bit of dodging some of his strikes and thrusts. But there's a couple times, yeah, where he just manhandles her blade with his. He takes it, just, he's, he's really, really strong. And if he's pulling on dark side powers, that just makes him all the more powerful. True. Yeah, so they're in, into the fight. And if you're watch, watching, you give another look coming up. Ahsoka tries three or four times to get, get to that map. Cause it's still uploading the coordinates to get to Peridia. Yeah, she tries a couple times and Balin blocks him, blocks her. And then finally she does get a chance. He picks up a rock with the force and throws it at her and she slices it clean in half. And she does some neat little twisty flips and she does manage to get to the map. And she grabs it and pulls it off the pedestal, which severs a connection for uploading the coordinates. But right as she gets a hold of it, it like freezes her and starts burning her hand to the point where she throws it away. So now she's wounded. She can only fight with one hand. And it lands by one of the big vertical rocks in the henge. And right about that time is when Sabine shows up. And Balin is... Shin shows up first. Yeah, that's right. And she thinks Shin killed Sabine. Oh, there's no doubt that Ahsoka had had that. Because she's still trying to fend off Balin. Right. He's starting to drive her toward the edge of the henge. And Balin tells Shin to get the map. And Ahsoka has a uh, short little open window and grabs Shin with the force and throws her up against that, that pillar, which knocks her clean out. And it was a couple days ago, um, I was in Star Wars Meg's Discord, and somebody had gotten a hold of a screenshot of that pillar and there was some little discussion that was that Shin laying on the ground and folks were thinking that she got took clean out of the story which didn't turn up uh-huh. but kind of neat for that few hours of looking at that and listening to some friends kind of debating it what was that what it ended up being that but she was just knocked out yep knocked her clean out all right, now we get to where Sabine shows up. Yep. And Soka tells her, get the map, destroy it. So she managed, she picks it up, and now Ahsoka's right at the edge of the henge, and looking down, and there's an ocean down there, just battering waves right off, right off the, the edge of the cliff. And Sabine pulls out uh, one of her Westar 35s, aims it at her, the map in her left hand, and Balin takes one big mighty swing with that broadsword saber. 
throws the circle off the side of the hinge. Sabine screams, no, Ahsoka. And then we look down and all we see is just the waves bashing off the rocks. So Balin turns around, takes the blade down off of his, his saber, hooks it to his belt, and starts, he stops for a minute and closes his eyes. And I didn't take notice of this. I was thankful for probably the three or four dozen recaps and reviews I've had in my years over the past four days that some pod friends reminded me after I get to give my second, third look that he, he took my, he read Sabine's mind. So everything that's going on with her and her attachments to Ezra and getting to Peridia to get him and to try and stop them and him from getting to Thrawn. Yeah, he, he starts coaxing her with, come with me. We, I promise you no harm will come to you and you can go find your friend. And then I can do the thing that I need to do. Right. And yeah, right then. Who among us wasn't yelling at her? Sabine, don't do it. Don't, don't yeah. do it. Cause I know I was. I'm like, and come when, on. I was like, ah, oh, damn it. But, yeah. Because she has that attachment to her friend. Yep. So she, she, she hands it over. And that, oh, then the coolest thing. All of a sudden, the the camera's on Sabine, and you can see the immediate regret in her face. And then all of a sudden, it looks like she's in distress, and she starts to choke. And when she drops down to her knees, you see Shin standing up behind her, force choking her. Mm-hmm. Balin says, Shin. And I think that's the first time we hear him say her name. He says, yeah. Jen, release her. And he goes, again, give her my word. And she releases them, releases her, and he goes, I gave her my word, unlike her previous master. Mm-hmm. Um, and not, not once, I hope no, nobody thought Ahsoka was dead at this point. But then no. they... With all that going on, with all that going on, Ahsoka was the last thing on my mind because I was completely, just me, I was focused on Sabine and everything that was going on. And yeah, with, with, with Balin saying he's going to keep his word. See, again, very, he's not Sith and he's, he uses Dark Side for his purposes, but there's something, there's something honorable about him. It's really, really interesting. And it's got everybody's attention. Everybody. And they put her in handcuffs, and they lead her on the shuttle, and take her up to the ISR. And that's when I started going, when they were even up on the bridge, I was even going, I'm like, oh, shoot. I said, what about Ahsoka? And then we, we see it. We see him actually jump to hyperspace, but they go right through the ghost and the x and what three of the X Wings go out. They were Two. taken out by the You see one was a Rodian and one was 
another, and that made me wonder, because you watch them after they collide. You watch them after they collide. They each shear off a set of wings. One, one loses both their, the right side, the port side, and the other one loses the starboard, left side, just the wings. But the, the, the cockpit and everything, to me, seemed intact. So, I'm taking that the, the, the fighters were taken out, but I'm hoping maybe we'll see, maybe we won't. Did the pilots survive that? Because Carson did, and the other lieutenant that was played by um, Brandon Wayne. Them, them two, and the other, the third one. No, wait, you're right, Jeff. That third X-wing that didn't lose its wings went spinning off. Because the tail end was on, on fire. Yeah, I was going to say, I thought I only saw two X-Wings there at the end on either side of the ghost. Yeah, two collided. Third one went spinning off. Yeah, right? It's just ISION. They, they picked up the energy readings. did first and, and asked Carson, you getting this? And he's like, yeah, massive, massive energy surge. <clears throat> yeah, that thing jumped hyperspace like we ain't never seen before. That... That's, I guess, what it looks like with six or seven hyperdrive engines all, ju- all after, jumping together. Yep, and then after that, we go back to the cliffside. Camera zooms down to the ocean and pans over, and you see Ahsoka's arm. Then you see Ahsoka's face. She's just laying there, eyes closed. She starts to open her eyes, and when they start backing up, I'm telling my wife, like, she's in the world between worlds. Mm-hmm. And then she stands up, and I'm going to admit it now before I get to it, because after I went back and heard it, I got very excited. <laughs> um, it took me three rewatches to hear it. Because it was very low, and I'm pretty sure me and my wife were still, like, kind of excited because uh, we, we, we knew who was standing behind it. Um, you hear pace snaps. Yeah, it was, like, it was way off in the distance. Yep. And then she goes, Annie. And then she turns around, and he's standing there looking just like he did in Revenge of the Sith. And he also says, I didn't expect you so soon. Now, at at first, that line didn't hit me. But after we watched it, and I'm sitting there, I'm like, what does he mean by that? I'm like, we all know he's Force Ghost. He was expecting. No, there wasn't a glow to him this time. He was... Yeah, what's what's the big fancy modern day word? He was very corporeal. You couldn't yeah, see he was, he was so solid. Yeah. So that's why I was confused. I'm like, he's supposed to be a force ghost. But he wasn't. So can't wait to see where Filoni takes us next week with this. Because Filoni's got the next episode, and everybody's, I, a couple weeks now, 
I've been hearing people can't wait for the fifth episode because that's Filoni's. What's he going to do? Who are we going to see? Well, we know we're going to see Anakin again because he teased us with him right there at the end. And I don't know. A lot of people are saying, oh, this is where we're going to see Thrawn for the first time. This is where we're going to see Ezra for the first time because Filoni's doing it. And one, if we do, we do. If we wait till the end, last episode to see them, we wait till the last episode. I have no problem with that. <laughs> but I think this is maybe the episode coming up where it's going to be like 45 minutes or so. It's going to be like plus. 49 is what we're hearing. And, uh, it's Filoni and Filoni, he's going to have a lot in this episode, I believe, because Herod yeah, Hera's still there at the planet, so I'm pretty sure she's going to be going down to the surface to help out Hu Yang and the ship. Mm-hmm. Because he did call her down there when she arrived. You know, can you send assistance? Well, now they can go down there and assist because the thing's gone. It They took off. And unfortunately, how are they going to follow? Balin destroyed the keys. That's what I've been wondering. Um, there's some debate going about with some of our other pod friends that when Ahsoka grabbed that star map and got scorched from it, that are wondering if coordinates off of that map were burned into her hand, and I'm thinking, well, that cannot be because maps projected. There were there's no coordinates on the outside of the map. Everything was inside it, and that's that's the what we saw in the projection. So you can't take a projection like that and burn the image under her hand. That ain't that. No, that's not possible. They're gonna do another Indiana Jones thing. Yeah, I've heard folks bring the very same thing up. It won't be that because whatever's left of the two or three pieces of that star map. That's what I was thinking. Try to put those back together somehow. Well, if you run a lightsaber blade through it, yeah, I kicked that idea around for a couple seconds, and I'm like, uh, I don't know. Some of the debate right now that I'm hearing is, and I don't know how this would work, because it surely ain't in any of the spoilery stuff I've heard. I, I can say that, is that the Purgle are going to be able to lend some help in some way, but right now, everybody else that's left, well, aside aside from Ahsoka, ain't tied to the Force, and Ahsoka, so far as we've ever seen, has never had any kind of interaction with wildlife in that galaxy like we've seen Ezra do. Ahsoka doesn't, if she has that ability, that's something we ain't yet learned or been told. So some folks are wondering if it's the Purgle that are going to be able to help them. Or there's also this. Because right now, we were left with the Soka in the world between worlds. There's some speculation and guessing that she went in wearing everything that she was wearing, which was gray, and that she's going to come out wearing white. And it's world between worlds that is going to take her directly to Peridia. So, Hera won't get to go. Sabine's already there. Right. So, we'll oh, see. Wow. 
how that plays out because you know, the, the world between worlds ain't time travel. It is a place that, that folks that are connected to the Force, it's a place in between time and space where everything's happening all at once. Everything that we know of that Star Wars galaxy. We, we, we saw it when Ezra went in that you could hear different parts of stories that we're familiar with from A New Hope and Rogue One yep. as he's passing different portals. Yeah, that's that's what the world between worlds is. It's everything in the, in the galaxy happening all together at the same time. It's just different portals have are different doorways to those different things. Right. So we'll see I next. The, the, the one. The, oh, um, that's some of the talk out of the what five or six, seven dozen pods I got in my ears. Yeah, some of that. Some folks are really looking and, and wondering, is that what that is? And even sp- some of the spoiler friends I know that don't know some of the details are asking their them very same questions. So. Yeah, next week could very well start out with, and we were just talking about this before you punched the the record button, is I'm thinking, and if you want to have some fun with it, if you're playing around in the Twitterverse, pod friends, go throw this up in the search, hit the magnifying glass, and then put Anakin's lightsaber with hashtag Ahsoka, and look at some of the the top search results and the latest search results that some of the talk going around is the lightsaber on Anakin's belt it ain't the Skywalker saber. Some folks are saying that it's a Sith lightsaber. I'm, I'm ain't rightly sure what that is. It it ain't Darth Vader's original trilogy saber, but it's very. It's hard to see because when you zoom in on it, then it's going to kind of get a little pixelated. But there's some neat stuff. Yeah, so take part of your weekend. You got some downtime. Throw that up in there and, and have a look at it. I'm, to me, I'm wondering, that's, that's the Darth Vader Anakin is how I'm taking it for right now that we see fighting Obi-Wan on Mustafar. We see Anakin, but he's taking the name Darth Vader. And, if that's that turns up to be different in part five, I will have an open plate ready to eat crow. Wouldn't be my first time. So yeah, going to be yeah. interesting. I see what you're saying. And yeah, I have that debate with some of my friends all the time. Uh, sometimes I, for fun, I'll ask one of my friends that's a Star Wars fan, but not as invested as we um I'll say when did when does Anakin become Darth Vader and they're like well at the end of Revenge of the Sith when they put him in the armor I'm like no he became Darth Vader when he kneeled in front of Palpatine and Palpatine yep. knighted him Darth Vader when he was slaughtering the kids in the temple he was Darth Vader when he was fighting Obi-Wan on Lucifer, he was Darth Vader. But I still have people going, no, no, no. 
the ESB in the arm. I'm like, why? I, it just it just makes me laugh sometimes. Like, why does he have to be in the armor to be Darth Vader? So, give me one. Give me one wow. second. Give me one second. This is weird. I gotta step away for one second. Alrighty. All good. We're back. Didn't mean to give you some okay. editing to do. Oh, that's okay. They, I think people won't even know what we're talking about right now. But yeah, don't worry. It, it shows up that there's a big gap there, so I can just cut that out. But anyway, we're back, and yeah. Like I was saying, that's the Darth Vader debate I have with friends all the time. But, yeah. Mm -hmm. Kind of a fun debate, because I like to see them get all like, what? Really? I'm like, well, he dubbed him Darth Vader. I guess that's his name. He was knighted. So. Yeah, even the same. I mean to send this out as voicemails. This is one question I asked some of our pod friends is not really in relation to Ahsoka, but in Return of the Jedi, when Luke turns himself in and is taken to the landing platform and handed over to Darth Vader, and he tells Commander Igar, go search for his friends. And then it's left with Luke and Darth Vader on that platform, and and he's looking at Luke's new lightsaber. Your opinion. Who's standing there with Luke? Is that Anakin? Or is that Darth Vader? I Let's do think play. Luke broke through at one yeah. point. And was actually talking to Anakin. But I, I really think that was after Luke told him to search his, like, search your feelings, you know, you know. There's that 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 you is still in there or whatever. You've only forgotten your true self. And I do think he was talking to Anakin at that moment. That's my but, thinking. Because there was not yeah, one aggressive word. There weren't one aggressive word that came out of out of Vader's mouth towards Luke. And that's what made me wonder. Yeah, he could have the appearance of Darth Vader, but there's there's some Anakin showing through right there. Right. Yeah, most like fatherly. So. But as far yeah. as the goes, as far as the Soka goes, Jeff, I think we did it. Yep. Another episode down. Next week, episode five, and the one that everyone was anticipating. So. But by this time next week, we'll, I'm pretty sure we'll be talking a lot more about Anakin, Darth Vader, um, Thrawn. Who else? Who else might pop up? You know. So. I'm not thinking Thrawn just yet. Um, part five, I think, is going to be. A look at Anakin and Ahsoka and their relationship from the past to kind of show right. Ahsoka, 
the choices that she's made that brought her to where she is are the right ones that she made. Because we're going to see, I'm, I'm sure you saw a day or two ago, uh, Roe from Scarif was saying that Part Five's going to get get to doing some really, how do you put it, some freaky stuff. Yeah. And my only response back to that was, Star Wars is best when it's weird. Because it's yeah. going to be weird. And it's going to be the best kind of weird. We can't wait. Well, it's still welcome to take its good old time, because now we're sitting on... Tomorrow will be a third of the way through September. Yeah, I want to see part five. I'm in no hurry to get there. This year's going by fast enough. Well, we hit the end of another episode. Did you have a podcast recommend for this week? Yes, sir, I do. Um, While I'm making my pick, last week's was The Voice of the Force. Did you get to get Dan Edenoma a listen? I have them on my, in my uh, podcast app. I haven't gotten around to listening to them yet. Alrighty. Well, this week, I'm going to go and pick... Here's a, a couple long-timers that have been with me. They started out where the host now was a co-host. And they've been going for, I think this year will be... This year was will be 11 years. Um, good pod friend down in Texas, Albert Padilla, and Chris Jones, who goes by his nickname Jonesy, would be the Cantina cast. Yeah, kind of okay. sim- Kind of similar to the Canto cast, <laughs> in my mind. That bounces around every once in a while. Yeah, they go and do super deep dives, where... Like, and they're coming up shortly here in my morning playlist. I got to hit the times two button because everybody dropped. I got 20 plus some to listen to for the next couple of days. <laughs> so I got a lot of listening coming up. Yeah. Albert and Jonesy took part four, which I said was like a runtime of like 34 minutes. Yeah. They went and talked about it for, I mean, they pick apart every detail. They took 34 minutes and turned it into a two hour episode. Uh, yeah, if you're looking for you're looking for some smart Star Wars talk, and there's lots to be heard, you can count Albert and Jonesy in among them. Give Cantina Cast a listen. All right, sounds good. And that is our episode for this week. And go check out uh, Cantina Cast. Go check out all the other podcasts on the Red Five Network that are really good. Not only Star Wars over there, but there are just like general pop culture podcasts that are really good. Go check Mm -hmm. them out. And as always, until next time. I have spoken. Give the evacuation code signal. Thank you for stopping by the cafe. Life is all about passions. Thank you for lending me your ear while I shared all of mine.
You can follow the Blue Milk Cafe on Twitter, at that BMC pod. You can follow the Facebook group, the BMC pod. You can also email the Blue Milk Cafe, that BMC pod at gmail.com. And remember, Blue Milk, it does a body good. Greetings, listener. Just a reminder that the podcast you just heard is a proud member of the Red 5 Network family. Red5Network.com offers you a great variety of shows you'll be sure to love. So the next time you're itching for quality content, make sure you head over to Red5Network.com. You'll find this podcast along with a whole lot more. All wings report in. It's the Red 5 Network. Red 5 Network.